Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello. Ding, 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 ding. I knew you were going to do something like that. Ding, ding, ding. I don't even know what song that is. It's just a Christmas song stuck in my head. Okay, guys? That's so funny. I don't know. I haven't started listening to Christmas music yet. I don't know how it got there. It is. What's the date? It is November 10th. Yeah, we're obviously recording early, but but tis the season. It's important for our topic today because we're going to talk about Advent, but I am starting to get excited. Okay, I feel like every year people are putting their decor up early and earlier, and it usually bothers people, but I don't think it's bothering anyone this year. You know what I realized? Like when you look at the way Christmas falls this year, there's really only like three weekends in December before like that Christmas. You know, sometimes it can fall like after the fourth weekend, like later in that day and you have like a fifth week kind of. Yes. Since it's on a Monday this year, it feels like a week earlier. That's what I'm saying. And so if you put your Christmas stuff up like at Thanksgiving. Have you already put anything up? No, but I'm planning to this weekend if I get some time because the reality is we're going on a trip, the two of us next weekend. And then the following weekend, I'll be in Arkansas with my family for Thanksgiving. Same, same. At that point, it's like, it is so late and it's a lot of work. You want to enjoy it. I know. I actually told my husband, I was like, okay, let's maybe set it up this Sunday if we can get some things out. At least like maybe the tree, like the big stuff. And then I can like piece together the rest on weeknights at certain points. I just need Justin to like, I bought a second tree last year. So we have like the more formal one in our dining room and then the like more kid ornamenty one in our living room. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, I need you to just bring the trees up. And it's always the thing of like, we're going to make hot chocolate and like play Christmas music and like decorate the tree. And then I feel as though that's that sets the expectation, honestly, a little bit for disaster because I feel like then I'm like mad at my daughter for like breaking some ornaments. And then we're all like, last year was the first year that that expectation actually came to fruition on our home because our kids were just at easier ages. Yeah. So, I mean, James is at a hard age to like make that actually pleasant because he's probably going to be picking up everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, we'll probably try that this year. We, I normally put a little tree in the kids' room. It's like a four foot, you know, mm-hmm. like little silver yeah, one. Yeah, we have a playroom tree. T- oh, we have a lot but, of trees. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do that this year. I may just do the one main tree. It's really fun to put it all up. And then it's really a pain to take it all down. But I do think there's something to the tradition. Like when people want to hate on Christmas decor, it's kind of what we're going to end up talking about in our episode. But I do think it helps do something for your heart and mind. Obviously, you can get carried away with it. I, I probably don't need three trees on my main level <laughs> alone and then another one of my daughter's room whatever no probably don't but, but I'm saying like it does help center your heart around like this is a special season like it yeah. is a short amount of time it's not forever and so and it's a preparedness of yeah. like yeah I'm preparing my heart and mind for the expectation of what's to come yep so, so honestly it is true what is the history of a Christmas tree evergreen obviously the evergreen of so this is what I do know about what it represents like the evergreen of the tree represents that God's love like never dies like it's everlasting and then I do know the reason it was like a tree is because it points upward to heaven yes and then you either put like usually a star or an angel as like the sign the wise men followed to like go meet Jesus okay Germany, which they were oh, like yeah. famous for Christmas, obviously, is credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition as we now know it in the 16th century when the devout Christians brought decorated trees into their home. Some built Christmas pyramids of wood and decorated them with evergreens and candles if wood was scarce. 
It says it was originated in Germany where families set up a paradise tree in their homes on December 24th. December 24th. We are way off of that date now. But yes. Way off? One day? No, I'm saying like if that's oh, the day they set up their oh, tree, oh, we're oh. all setting them up yeah, like yeah, November yeah. 1st, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. It represents Jesus' birth and resurrection. The tree branches and bushes are regarded as a sign of immortality and are thought to represent Christ's crown of thorns on the crucifixion. So that's interesting. I like that. The evergreen trees were to celebrate the winter season that occurred before the birth of Christ. The first decorated Christmas tree. Okay, this says it was not in Germany. Okay. The first printed reference to Christmas trees appears in Germany in 1531. So like they've been around for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of my bucket list things is like I would love to go to Germany sometime around the Christmas season. Like all the holiday festivals. Yes. Our audio videographer, she's married to a German guy, like grew up in Germany, just came to the U.S. for the first time a few years ago. Yes. And I know she's been around Christmas time. So pretty. Yeah, it is really pretty. I know. So that's cool. Okay. Well, maybe you and I are both decorating this weekend. Yeah, maybe so. Who knows? So we are jumping in to talk about Advent a little bit. And I'll give my little confession about Advent. It starts the 4th four Sundays before Christmas. So you have a little bit of time. We wanted to release this so that if you want to like purchase an Advent study or just so that your hearts can be prepared and thinking this way. But sometimes I hear Advent and in my church growing up, it was like the candles, like you lit the candle and they did a little talk about which each one represents. And our church still does that. And I'm like, oh yeah, great. Like Advent's cool. It's a way to prepare. And now this year, I feel like more than ever, I'm like, it is very important, especially with our world and our culture that there are so many other fun aspects of the holiday that we're easily pulled into. It's really important to use this time. That's why Advent was created as a Christian tradition to remind ourselves to place our hope in what's coming, which is what we celebrate on Christmas Day, which is Jesus's birth. And then that points to what will be coming one day when he returns. And so I feel like it's really important for us to understand it more. And over the years, I've like gotten a better grip of why it's important. Yeah, I think when we have this conversation, it's easy to lean into just like the traditional ways that you grew up and however celebrating Advent was in years past you and I have shared our stories of like going up front at our church Mm -hmm. and like our family was deemed Mm -hmm. to like light the pink candle Mm -hmm. and so you know we're going around so you all may have traditions that you just like kind of tend to understand or know or just say like oh yeah we'll do the exact same thing but I think it's so cool when you talk about the season of Advent it is a season of waiting and preparation for the coming king I mean that's like probably the most like churchy definition of it. But I think it's actually very interesting. Like even when I was preparing for this episode, I thought, wow, like I am so thankful. I feel like this year has been a year for me a little bit of just like learning how to slow down more and more. And I think waiting can be really uncomfortable for a lot of us. Waiting is not fun. I wouldn't say any of us are like, I love waiting. Yeah. Whether it's a doctor's office or a really big thing in life. Yeah. And so I even just felt like, wow, a lot of our going there conversations this year have even been focused on how are we slowing down? How are we preparing our hearts and minds to be more transformed by Jesus? And I think Advent is literally the season that we are called into for waiting to prepare for this king that is coming. And that is massively important. I mean, if you just think about it, I'm like, wow, that's awesome that God in his perfectness gives us a whole season of saying, hey, you need time. You need time in a way and a space to like prepare for what is about to literally change the entire world. And this is the plan that I have had for all of you for all of eternity, which is really cool. 
It is really cool. I saw this week on social media, our church is doing like an Advent study, I think an email. Is it an email? What do whiskey? Oh, yeah. It was like, That's what, what I'm does whiskey, like dog Legos, bones, Legos, makeup, products. And makeup yeah. have in common? It was way more than that. It was like 15, not really, but it was like a lot of things listed. And I literally felt so convicted because that day I had bought my daughter adorables. They're like Disney's little like surprise <laughs> things, like an advent calendar from Target where every day she can open it. We always like buy an advent calendar. Like last year, my mother-in-law gave us a dog treat advent calendar for the dog. We have one that you like move this little candy. Candy cane up the ladder. I think do you have that one too? No. Oh, okay. I thought Kayla gave that to you. I have a one that like you move like a kiss, like a Hershey's kiss around the tree. Oh. I don't have the candy cane one. Interesting. Okay. Well, oh, I do have it. It's like a felt one. Yeah, it's like oh, a tree. I was imagining you like a wooden one where like a physical oh. candy cane up. And I was like, no, no I don't. <laughs> but yes, it's a felt tree. Yeah. We have one my parents also made too. Yeah. That you put add these ornaments to the tree, which I actually love the one my yeah. parents gave me. And but. so it's like basically counting down to yeah. Christmas Day. And I think, I mean, I'm not gonna stop doing that. I'm not gonna not give my daughter the advent calendar. I think that's really fun, but we also want to be incorporating like, hey, the whole reason we're getting excited for this day. And there is part of childhood where the truth is like they're going to be excited about the gifts. They're excited about the fun. Like we're going to go do the Polar Express train and all the fun activities. Like I don't think it's wrong for them to get to have that like childlike excitement up to the day of Christmas. But it's also like we are so excited because we are awaiting like this means everything for our Mm -hmm. faith that Jesus came to earth as a baby. And we're celebrating that each year. Yeah. Even as Samantha and I mentioned, like the wreath and the candles, if you don't even know what we're talking about, there's symbolism behind each one of these candles. And the four candles stand for hope, peace, joy and love. And so even in those ways, we've done studies on the fruit of the spirit. We've done studies. We talk all the time about the character of God. And really, it is our time as Christians to prepare our hearts for just the coming king who has transformed our entire life, that he is a king of hope, that he's a king of peace, he's a king of joy, and he's a king of love. And so how are we reflecting on his character and then moving into a place like to become more like him? And I just think that's really awesome. I was just even like thinking through what does hope really look like in our life? I think if we're going to break down each one of those, you know, hope, peace, joy, and love, Hope looks like something that we can look forward to that I think it's really easy now to say, wow, life is really hard. Life feels really broken. This world feels so chaotic. I mean, we have war breaking out that we have a hope that our king is coming, that in the Old Testament that Isaiah is prophesying that this coming king will be here. And now being on Christians in now the 21st century, we get to live out of the truth that like that hope has come, that that hope is now sitting at the right hand of God. And we get to live in the story of like that has come to fruition. And so that should fill us with hope that we are a part If you believe in the gospel story that you understand that we have a hope that we can live in this broken world. We can live in a world of mess and sin and just broken relationships and sickness and disease, but with a hope knowing that like God was faithful to what he began and he's going to continue to be. Yeah. And what an awesome picture. Yeah, that's really good. The candles are really cool. This is a man-made tradition. Like it's built on biblical principles, but this isn't something that you see like explicitly in scripture. And so I looked up just even the definition and the purpose of Advent because the candles are awesome. You might not do the candles at your church or if you're just doing like an Advent study, like what does the word Advent actually mean? And the purpose of it, it's a Latin word that has a root word meaning of coming or arrival. So again, this hopeful expectation is how I've heard it put of like something arriving. I mean, think about like when you're so excited for a day. I'm so excited for like 
our trip next week. Like I'm like giddy with excitement counting down to the day. And so it's like you get that giddiness excitement. And I do love that all the Christian and secular little fun things that you do in the holiday season kind of do like light that excitement. And then I was reading something about it and it said I actually ordered an Advent study from She Reads Truth, which we can like list some different resources. Yeah, we'll link several that we love. I haven't actually done a study for Advent in the last few years and I really wanted to do one this year. But it says that it represents hope, expectation and longing. And like you were saying about those candles, again, that's definitely things that in this world, all of us look to certain things for our hope, our expectation and longing. And I think it's important to remember that the first Advent, it was saying this from the intro of the Advent study I was doing. I didn't make the supper think of it on my own, but it says that it's a representation of when Jesus came as baby, that's the first advent. And then his second advent will be his triumphant future return. So like this thing we're longing for, it's like he first came, like you're talking about in Isaiah when they prophesied that. And then they've also said, I'm talking about the prophets, like have told us in scripture, Jesus said himself, I will return as king to triumph and take all of this away. And so that's what we are ultimately, hopefully waiting for. And did we talk with Ruth last year? Was Mm -hmm. that last year? Yeah. remember we talked a lot about how the idea of Advent doesn't just have to be for the Christmas season. It's something that we pay particular interest to in that, but it's really an ongoing year-to-year lifelong desire of us to be excited for Jesus's return as our King. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when we were talking about Ruth, I remember just having this idea of in the Bible and in the scripture, you hear a lot of that we live in the already but not yet. And what does that really mean? That Advent is a season of really expecting the already but not yet. That we already live in a world that Jesus has come as a human. He was put on a cross. He was risen. He died. He died a real death. And then he rose from the dead and now is seated with God. And so that has already happened. We are living in the future beyond that. But what has not come yet is him coming back to earth to restore all things, to make all things new. And so as Christians, we get to live in that hope. We get to live in the expectation. And so how in our everyday does that look lived out? This fall, you and I have been doing a psalm study. And part of my just realization in that and kind of what I've been in awe of is how many times in scripture and how many times just in our lives, I mean, again, talking about how messy our world is, how many times in scripture, you know, David in these psalms, a lot of times is like crying out to God saying like, my circumstances are so awful. This place is terrible. These people are after me. I'm in dire need of you, God. But like, then he turns and says, no, but God, you are faithful. You you are sovereign. You are in control. You are good. And it reminds me of that in Advent, that we get to sit and we get to live this life that is really hard, really broken, but we get to call upon a Lord and we get to change that hey, our circumstances may not be changing. Our circumstances may be really hard. I mean, we're walking through really hard things right now, but that circumstance looks totally different because my perspective is different. My circumstances aren't changing. My circumstances are still hard. My circumstances are still messy. My circumstances Mm -hmm. are still painful. But I get to see those and I get to experience those differently because I have the hope of Jesus. Yeah. The lady who leads our Bible study that we're in asked the question. It was brought out from a scripture in Psalms and she just asked, what is your hope in? And she just like let the room get silent and sit in. And I remember vividly like learning as a kid, like, what do you worship other than God? And then being like, you could be worshiping soccer because if your heart loves that more than it loves God. And I liked how she said, what are you hoping in more than placing your hope in God? And the Holy Spirit just started speaking of like, in what ways do I hope, even down to the fact of like, I really hope my day 
goes the way that I desire it to. Like I put my hope in that. I put my hope in, I really want to get everything I need from my husband in my marriage, like to big ways that I really hope, you know, my kids, I can easily leave like a parent teacher conference and hear great things said about my daughter and just say like, oh my gosh, like I have so many like hopes and dreams for her life that I kind of can just put my own hope into. And it's just so easy to be tempted into doing that. I mean, we put our hope in politics, in money, like all the things we've just been talking about in our mini series, like all the ways that we're clinging to hope in these worldly things that I know this has also been a theme for you and I, like if you're actively not fighting against putting your hope in those things, you are, whether you know it or not, Mm -hmm. actively doing that. Yeah, we are all going to be influenced. We talk about that all the time. And so what are we going to be influenced by? I think if I was going to take all of your things, because I agree with like everything you just said, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I remember her asking that question and me just really reflecting on it. I'm like, okay, my hope is in comfort. Like if I had to sum it all up, my hope is in my comfort of my life circumstance, that what my home feels like, how my kids are obeying me, how my husband's treating me, how my friendships love me. They're all too what I want out of a comforting situation. And when I really break it down, I'm like, gosh, like, yeah, we say this all the time, obviously, that like God's not promised us an easy life. He said the exact opposite. And so in what ways, when I really hit trial and tribulation, is my world going to be rocked because all I wanted was hope? And so really trying to break that down for me. And I think you just gave some like really good practical examples of like, no, your hope is in the wrong place. If like, yeah, I do expect my day to just go perfectly. And I'm now totally like out of control because it's not going well. I mean, you and I were talking the other day as your dog is diarrhea and everywhere Mm -hmm. and your day was not going well. (laughs) And here we were and we were just like, okay, well, Good thing our yeah. hope's not there. Yeah. You know, you're going to have really chaotic days and how can I help? And what it's does such that a red like? flag for me when I take those life things that can be frustrating. Like, let's be honest, it's okay to be like upset in the moment, but that I let my whole day or my week get so emotionally invested. I'm like, that's a red flag for me that my hope is in something else. I was thinking about how it talked about the definition of Advent being this mixture of like hope, expectation and longing. And I was just thinking through like, okay, when our hopes are misplaced. And so when I'm putting my hope in all these other things, I then have all of these unrealistic expectations for how those go. And then inevitably that ends up changing my deep longing for what my life should be like, the purpose of my life. And how when you flip that back to Jesus, it's like, okay, when my hope is in Christ, my expectations for everything in life change, like what you were just saying. And then my deep longing is God and how constantly I'm having to like get back to that because you start to feel your longing shift to things that are not of God. And so that's when I think you start to see those red flags and maybe like you and I have talked a lot about, oh, in friendship, like when you can almost recognize now, like if you're behaving in an unhealthy pattern or in my husband, when I'm like putting so much pressure on him to make my needs feel met or whatever, it's like, those are those red flags when I'm like, my longing isn't really for Jesus right now. My longing somehow got moved to all these other things. And so I liked that idea. Wait, that's so, so good. I was just thinking like, even as we put practicals, you know, we're all about that, but practicals too. So what do we do in Advent? What do we do in the Advent season? I was just like listing out some things that I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, like waiting that I think this is a perfect season. We're not saying that you have to do it only this month. You can do it all year long, but how can you slow down? Maybe what are some ways that you can cut things out of just getting caught up? I mean, we can talk about this all day, that it's an easy season to get caught up in all the hub of just like going and partying and 
Like, you know, going to all your holiday parties and like being really excited to host and like all of these ways that I think just being intentional about slowing down. So maybe taking this time or purposely releasing this episode so you have a little bit of time to figure out how can I slow down? How can I maybe cut some things out of my schedule so that I do have time to just take in the season, to reflect on God's goodness, to reflect on Jesus's coming, that that story is true and real and changes my life. And then I thought, what are ways that we can create patterns of hope and remembrance in our home. You know, we talk all the time about being women who dig into our Bibles daily. And we have all given examples of what that may look like if verses around our home or our Bible laying out on our kitchen counter. But really, women, like how are we going to just call upon remembering who God is and what the impact of Jesus coming as a baby really has done for our lives? That's good because I wrote down some practical things that, again, in the past, we've discussed this. One of our very first episodes was like talking about letting our kids like celebrate the East Running Santa, all the oh, things. Yeah. And we have like very passionate opinions on that, I feel like. I mean, nowadays, I'm like, oh, we're so over that. In the early days of motherhood, I felt like that was a very hot topic of conversation. So I for sure contend knowing your tendencies, I think, and knowing yourself is really good. But three things that this year I was kind of sharing with our friends the other day that I'm doing is like buying early because I've noticed the closer I get to the holiday when it becomes like Black Friday or like leading up to the day, I feel like if I don't have everyone, not that I have like every single gift cross off my list right now, but kind of thinking through like making a list, like what am I going to buy for people so that my mind isn't all focused on gifts, 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 like name that movie. Oh, God. The Grinch. Oh, gifts, gifts, gifts. gifts. Okay, okay, we've already watched it like three times yeah, we, this year. We watch that all year round. Yeah, we do too. It's like a classic so in our family. Anyways, yeah, you wouldn't think that would make a big difference, but like I'm on my phone more, online shopping. I'm it's spending, just cluttering your yeah, mind. Yeah, I'm spending more of my thought life on like, oh, I need to get that gift. And when is that gift coming in? I need to wrap it. And so I tried this year to like really do shopping early, which I used to make fun of people for doing that. But I'm like, no, I think I need that for my month of December. Like if that stresses you out, you don't have to do that. It's just something I think will help me. And then another thing is like actually doing an Advent study. In years past, I think I've been like, oh, you don't like have to do a study to like, and you don't, but I think it would be good for me this year to do it. And then the last thing is I've just been praying the last week or so, honestly, because I remembered we were doing this episode of like, God, will you help my heart be set on what this season is supposed to be about, which is you versus like all the fun things I can get caught up in. I think in our family this year, we've been going through some things that have helped me pull back and say like, it's just about family or whatever, but just more reflecting on like, yeah, a lot of those things, it'll be really fun if we get to go do this and that, but I don't need to feel so like upset or sad if we don't cross off every like Christmas bucket list item or if like my kid doesn't have like the perfect list and I get every single thing on it. Like those are the things that, yeah, it's easy to be like, that doesn't matter. But I just am like trying to shift my heart to actually mm -hmm. believing that. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's so good. I mean, I think all the ways that I was practically trying to apply this. I mean, I'm a planner anyways. That's mm -hmm. like kind of just like my thing. You always buy but, Christmas gifts early. Yeah, always yeah. buy Christmas gifts early. But even in the ways of like, I don't know if it's just the season my family is in and we expect a baby after the new year. So like, I just feel like life's kind of like, in forward motion very quickly right now. But just even in the ways that I'm making plans for our family already that I'm like, hey, nope, I already know that what we're doing that week in December. Not that I'm like, 
I mean, I'm not saying this is like right. I'm just saying like it's worked out that I'm like, oh, I actually kind of know what our December is going to look like. And I feel really good about where I now I'm saying no and where I'm saying yes, because I'm like, nope, we have too much on that week. Or just even as like work Christmas parties come up and things like that, that I'm like, oh, yeah, I really don't have to to go to all of them. No. And so it's felt free that I actually I'm like, oh, wow, we're not even to Thanksgiving yet as we record this. And I'm like, okay, I feel good about what our season looks like because I'm really trying to be intentional about how that slowing down is. I intentionally kept so far every single weekend in December open. And what's crazy is like, I think what has happened in the last few years, I hear this a lot of like, oh, we're actually not doing a full like work Christmas party because everyone's so busy in December. No one really wants to add that or like we're doing something earlier. And I love that because it just frees up your December to do the things that you actually enjoy doing with your family versus like going to every little holiday event that there is. Yeah. I kind of wanted to leave you all just as we close. I was like, ooh, how can we like... I don't know, set kind of a charge for all of us this season. And so again, going back to if this is going to be a season of hope and joy and love and peace, then our lives may not look hopeful or joyful or loving or peaceful right now. That's just maybe not the reality of our season of life we're in right now and just the realities of living in a broken world. But again, it has nothing to do with really our circumstances. It has everything to do with who God is. And so I just thought, how can we live out of the abundance of God's goodness in this season? That this is an abundant season in a lot of ways. We're talking about schedules. We're talking about gifts. We're talking about just fun things. It is a great season. It's also a really hard season for people. So maybe you're abundantly overwhelmed in grief or pain or sorrow. And so instead of looking at our circumstances, I think it'd be really awesome if we all just thought, okay, how can I live out of the abundance of God's goodness this season? And so I hope that encourages you ladies. I hope that that maybe just sets your heart and mind in a different perspective going into this season. And I know we are like personally challenged in that. And so excited to kick it off. Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you.